yeah, it, it was more of a Bruce right. Banner type of, um, you know, um, you know, like persona that they was kind of pushed instead of like the whole Hulk stuff, well, especially right. like in Endgame. Because like that fight scene out in the street, and I mean, if you he, think he wouldn't hulk up because he was he was scared from that uh, Thanos fight that he had. Nah, I, I love that though. Because I mean, but that's how you gotta water him down. You gotta let him fight Thanos first. Right now, right. now we see how strong Thanos is because it's like okay, that's the fucking Hulk. Right, and if Thanos whooped his ass like right. that, yeah, okay, that could make that could we could bring him down a little bit. And I don't dude, I know these motherfuckers know what they're doing, but I, I mean. Back in the day, I don't think they were more. They they were more Hollywood or more. Let's put it on the big screen. They're like nah, these directors and the Russo brothers and them motherfuckers, they really sticking with the comic books and shit like that and the storylines to give you. You know, motherfucker, if you really want to know about this character, you want to go watch the last six movies or pick up a book. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I like how they doing. They did. They doing it more like that. They just give you some big ass Hollywood puff. Puppies just to show Spider-Man or just to show, you know what I'm saying, a superhero. Hey, so when do y'all had time to read all these books back in the day? I mean, how, yeah. how can y'all read all these books and be gangsters at the same time? I mean, it well, niggas, make sense. Ass, well, niggas be some assholes. <laughs> Motherfuckers say that shit, nigga. I, I'm, nigga, say, how the fuck you watch all the movies and can quote all these movies? And nigga, I know you was out in the street getting drunk and kick. You just said, t- you do right now. I can't do nothing but go to work. Come home, eat, try to spend time with my wife before I go to bed. Right. Period. Right. That's that's the routine. I get that's it. That's the routine. Back in the yeah. day, I could I worked the same fucking job. <laughs> could get off, watch a movie, take a shower, go out and kick it, come back home, watch another motherfucking movie. And I was reading the comic books in, in between all that shit. Like, This is the Corner Store Podcast. Subscribe, like, comment, and share the content. Find us on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. This is episode 66. So, fellas, how y'all doing, man? Have a see y'all in a couple weeks. What's up, man. baby? Enjoying the summer. And shout out what y'all drinking, man. And I'm not sure if y'all had this yet, but this is the the Whiskey Lemonade by Crown Royal. That's that Crown, that's that Crown Royal Lemonade? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, my wife said she wanted to try it. I'm going to see what it is. Dude, I'm drinking... Um, this Margaritaville, blue agave, some kind of wine. I got some fresh fruit in there, man. It's, it's a tropic day. That's all. Yeah, it, sounds, it looks I good. A, I, I got yeah. a vintage. <laughs> you got a vintage, what? A vintage hibiscus uh, sangria. Okay, okay. Wine and Moscato in it. Inspired. Okay, okay, okay. That's wine. what it is. And look, ain't nobody talking about some no Remy and no Hen or no motherfucking Syrah. Nothing hard, huh? No, we chilling, man. <laughs> we chilling. We chilling. Exactly. Sunday. Exactly. It's Sunday. I worked this morning. Man, we, we went through some bullshit this morning at work as far as with the whole weather. Because it's wet out here. Thunderstorm, so. Yeah, dealing, I, dealing I saw with that, that shit. Man. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah once, I, um, 
once I like got on break before I left uh, to go home. I mean, I took like a little cat nap, man. Man, I needed that damn nap just to even yeah. survive uh, for the rest of the day because I didn't know that the kids were gonna be away. So right. I was gonna I was gonna come home and just deal with the kids, but since you took them over there, you know that's when I went on my little three mile run, and 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 I was kind of exhausted because the sun was still out. It was like eighty five degrees. It's it hot. Yeah, it's hot. Jeez, it's pretty hot out here. Yeah, yeah that's hot to be running in, man. Yeah, I know, man. I mean, eighty degree weather. I mean, it, it doesn't work for me as far as running. I think that sweet spot is between like sixty to like seventy five. Mm. That's up my alley right there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. And that 85 90 nigga, it's a wrap. <laughs> Shit, yeah. out here. Shit, what's going down though, man? Now, uh, I told y'all I had questions about that Wakanda Forever trailer. So, like, who is the opposition? Who is the who is the antagonist in the actual storyline? Do y'all have any idea? Yeah, I yeah, I know the whole background. What about you, Phil? You did you see the trailer yet, Phil? Yeah, I seen the trailer. Um, they trying to pit. Namor, yeah, yes, uh, Namor is Wakanda, but it's not that. It's um, Doom, Doctor Doom, it's Doctor Doom who's really doing all this. Okay, yeah. and and right before the trailer ended, we saw a suit of well, a Killmonger suit because it was more of like gold and black, right? And they right. now they saying it's Killmonger suit. I, they said Shuri's gonna be Black Panther. But she won't right. be Black Panther by the end of the movie. She won't so, be? No, nah, they're going to have a male Black Panther by the end of the movie, though. Oh, okay. so That's what, what they were saying. So what I heard is that Shuri is going to take the mantle of Black Panther, but in, she's going to go to the uh, the spirit world expecting to talk to uh, T'Challa, but she's going to end up meeting Killmonger there. And, and that's, that's why I hope they do. I hope. she that's why I hope I really do hope um, Michael B. Jordan is the next Black Panther. I was as soon as now nah, he uh, what's the name? He, he ain't he ain't the next Black Panther. He dead. He ain't coming back. <laughs> but he in that he in that world. So I was thinking if you if you know when they can do Marvel shit. So who do you think gonna be the next uh, Black Panther? I think, I think that's her. I think she gonna. Uh, I think probably what's gonna happen is. She gonna take up the mantle, but like y'all seen Riri Williams in the movie, but she's like the one who discovered the technology that give that that stirs up um, the Atlantis. But she's gonna be, be Ironheart, right? She's gonna be Ironheart, but I think she's gonna right. be like how like Iron Man was Spider Man's mentor. I think she gonna end up being Riri Williams' mentor, so she gonna take that mantle up. So I think she gonna think keep so. it. She was Iron. Yeah. She was a uh, Black Panther in the comics. For a while, yeah. I mean, so. I had a female black panther, but that's the only thing I look. I'm not doing all this me too shit, but it was it was real feminist in this black panther trailer, and nothing wrong with it. The story Angela Blass Bassett on a on the trailer stole the damn movie already, but yeah. it's like, but it's like, you know, you got all these women, you bring them in, and ain't nothing. And I swear, there's nothing wrong with that. But a comic, a lot of comic books, a lot of the, the superheroes still male dominant, and I, it's always a place for the women. It is always a place for the women. But like, it just seemed like it'd be you know, like I, I was watching some stuff about it today on YouTube, and they more like I said, he he damn it, only the real male dominant figure in the movie. Who that? Namor. Yeah. Well, um, Mbaku is gonna take the throne. 
he gonna, he gonna take the throne of Wakanda. So he gonna lead the war and like lead the country. But yeah. I mean, when you look at Marvel, man. You you really only got one respected female character right now, and that's no. Wanda. Yeah, that she she the one respected, but you got Miss Marvel, the other Miss Marvel. It's gonna be another Miss Marvel. Now you yeah, got, I, mean, I thought like now you got the now you got the girl. She the new Iron Man. You got, and I ain't seen Thor yet, but you got what's her name? She female Thor. It's like she done. She's toast. Yeah, yeah I, heard, well, I just, heard that she died, but um, they trying to make Valkyrie like a like a prominent figure in that universe. Uh, but see, I can take Valkyrie role. I can take. Gamora's role, and I'm not saying no, no, second. I'm not. Huh, go ahead. She's there, and I know you ain't seen the movie. Shame on you, but Thor. Shame Thor, on me. I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna go see it this Thor, week. I, Thor, I'll Thor, see Thor, Thor sticking around. He uh he ain't he not going nowhere. So ain't gonna be no replacement for Thor. He he's still gonna and be then, the leader. And then we still got Spider Man. Well, Spider Man gonna be the leader. Like they were showing the um. Yeah. He the leader of the Avengers eventually anyway, but they were showing like the secret war, dude. Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty gonna be the shit. And I, I don't know if you look to check out any YouTube with your ripping and running that they feel, but oh yeah, I that he had that little side camera and he tried yeah. to videotape Ant Man and the Wasp trailer, and you see Kang the Conqueror go across. Now that's my wife's worst hero, Ant Man. Which you, how you feel about Ant Man and the Wasp? I, I love movies is very I important see. to me. To me, honestly, I like the Ant. They they like some of my favorite movies. To be honest with you, Ant-Man, because okay. it's like, yeah. to me, it's like it's underrated because it's it just kind of sit there in the pocket. But I, I think honestly, I think the movies was well put together. They just weren't didn't receive the acclaim that the other movies did. But right. I, I like I like the character. I think he's I think his 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 comedy and his action and always his sequences they always been really good. Paul, but, no, Paul Rudd did on acting. Period. You know, yeah, to me. Good. I mean, shit, since Michael Myers five, G, like, if you, y'all don't know, he damn near fit. You know, he's, oh, he's an older cat. Right. I mean, he's been a great actor or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really find, I really find him to be funny how he fit in with the Avengers. Funny, right. but he still got, he, he hold his own. I give it to he, he can hold his own. Yeah, when you think about it, like, he hasn't really had a lot of screen time with in any other superheroes other than just co- comedic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when he with the Avengers, right? That's right. it. And then it's just him. And I yeah. think that took away from how big that that character and that that could be that, and he really hasn't had a uh, a really good villain yet. You know what I'm saying? But right, but he gonna have one. <laughs> he gonna get one. He faced the big boy. Do, do y'all think that like the Hulk should have had his own series? Because you know he's in a She-Hulk series right now doing cameo, but. Do you think that they kind of jumped the gun as far as like just having like to just kind of bypass him so they could kind of have a, a have a woman play that type of role? Great question again. Go ahead, Phil. That that goes leads me back to that female thing. But go ahead, man. What you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing I think they kind of they they kind of nerfed uh, the Hulk a lot, making him just kind of seem weaker than he is. But like, yeah. Uh, the the character the actor he signed on for like another three or four movies beyond what he's already signed into, so right. word on the street is he they they he's gonna be a villain, um, in in one of the later Avengers movies. So they they talking about doing the World War Hulk thing, but they the got to introduce yeah. the actual 
uh, Illuminati first. So they gotta, you know, get Reed, Reed, Reed Richards, you know, Fantastic Four. They gotta, they gotta get those movies out. X Men. They got to get X Men back on screen before they can do a World War World War Hulk movie. Mm. And I mean, if they do that, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with the World War Hulk story, but it involves him beating everybody ass in the Marvel universe. <laughs> you uh. It, you could maybe go to Netflix. I don't think it's on there no more, but it was on Netflix for a nice minute. Yeah, yeah, the, the it cartoon. Was on Netflix, the cartoon, yeah, and it went by the comic book a lot. Wolverine only wanted to give him a But it only showed half of it, though. It was only, yeah. it only uh, uh, it didn't show when he came back to Earth. Right, right. Now, it I just found out, I was looking at some shit. I only found out. I didn't really know about Secret Wars, so I see they said the Kang Dynasty is the first Avengers movie. It's gonna come out in May of twenty five. Then the Secret Wars, and they said they came that time. They would say he's the one that's probably gonna have all the suit because, like you said, by then they gonna have all the X Men. They gonna have a Fantastic Four, Spider Man, and they all gonna have to fight. He's like they gonna have Kang. Kang finna do another blip thing like Thanos did because the Russo brothers said they gotta have a type of blip. And I think they, that's right. when they're gonna just take all the superheroes and put them in their thing. The Secret Wars, they gotta fight. But they also and they also said that Doom gonna have something to do with that as well. And it's the first. It's like the thing with Marvel. I was they so fucking cold. Yeah. I mean, we had Thanos, and it was like, okay, he the big one. We really saw him in like start Phase Two and all that. We saw him at the end of Phase One with the first Avengers, but then you start seeing two. But you are gonna see Kang and Doom, and then Doctor Doom, and it's like. They're going to have two main big-ass villains. They're they going to have little people, little pocket motherfuckers they got to fight. But they got two motherfuckers that's really going to build up this thing. And it's like, I don't know how you feel, Phil, but Phase 4 been lukewarm. It's been warm. I ain't going to say lukewarm. It's been good. Spider-Man held them down. Yeah, you know I, think, I think right now that one thing that they're struggling with is being able to get a good storyline in a single movie. Because it's, it's like the movie is starting to feel rushed. Like they just want to get it out there. Like Thor. There. Yeah, I mean, I know you ain't seen Thor, but you know, it's it, same. It yeah, it's it's the same kind of rush. It's like you know that they filmed a whole lot more than they was able to put in the movie, and because of that, it feel like you moving through it real quickly. So I I think they 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 need to work on their stories a little bit to really paint the picture without without it feeling like. You know, like a music video. Now, music videos have a screen, and then they flip to another screen, and it's constantly flipping through different scenes. It's yeah. starting to feel like that, and that was kind of like a one of the things that I hated about the Justice League uh, movie, the original movie. But um, the Snyder Cut was great. Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of movies to sit through. I also heard that they were talking <laughs> about doing like a, uh, the the Planet Hulk thing might be like a four episode. Um, uh, Disney Plus thing, yeah, where it's like each episode is like an hour and thirty minutes or something like that. So they they mm. they might be devoting a lot of time to them. But yeah, I mean they had to kind of water down Hulk anyway because I mean it's so it's a it's a huge amount of Hulk fans and with all the other Avengers, you know he, he could get on screen and just kind of take over real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you think about the Avengers one, you know when he. You know, when, when he was fighting the, uh, the, you know, the monsters or whatever on the building, and he was climbing the building and just kind of slapping their ass around. He, and was, he, was, wrecking, he was wrecking shop. Yeah. He was the showstopper, you know what I'm saying? And it's hard to have somebody that 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 big that can play that big of a role in the scene and without taking away from everybody else. So they did kind of have to 
kind of have to dumb him, him like, down a little bit. Yeah, they had and to. It, and when they, and I, and then when them make because he still was a motherfucker. What was that? Um, in Ultron. Remember when Wanda gave him the back? He was bad. You know, right. he tore up some shit then because they 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 showed you he he powerful as fuck. But the thing is, I think when they when they merged them together, make him the small Hulk and all that. They trying to just water him down, not as strong as the uh, incredible old boy that's because, like he said, he he really correct shot. There ain't too many people out there he can't handle. Yeah, you know it, what I'm it, yeah, it was more of a Bruce right. Banner type of um, you know, um, you know, like persona that they was kind of pushed instead of like the whole Hulk stuff, well, especially right. like in game. Because right. like that fight scene out in the street, and I mean, if you, you think know, he, he wouldn't Hulk up because he was he was scared from that uh, Thanos fight that he had. Nah, I, I love that though. Because I mean, but that's how you gotta water him down. You gotta let him fight Thanos first. Right. Now right. now we see how strong Thanos is because it's like, okay, that's the fucking Hulk. Right. And if Thanos whooped his ass like right. that, yeah, okay, that could make that could we could bring him down a little bit. And like I thought, dude, I know these motherfuckers know what they're doing, but I, I mean, back in the day I don't think they were more they they were more Hollywood or more let's put it on the big screen. Like now, nah, these directors and the Russo brothers and them motherfuckers—they really sticking with the comic books and shit like that and the storylines to give you. You know, motherfucker, if you really want to know about this character, you want to go watch the last six movies or pick up a book. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I like how they doing. They did. They doing it more like that. They just give you some big ass Hollywood pub piece just to show Spider Man or just to show. You know what I'm saying? A superhero. Hey, so where do y'all have time to read all these books back in the day? I mean, how, yeah. how can y'all read all these books and be gangsters at the same time? I mean, well, niggas, boy, niggas be some assholes. <laughs> Motherfuckers say that shit, nigga. Niggas say, how the fuck you watch all the movies and can quote all these movies, and, nigga? I know you was out in the street getting drunk and kick. You just said, you do right now. I can't do nothing but go to work, come home, eat, try to spend time with my wife before I go to bed. Right. Period. Right. That's that's the routine. I get that's it. That's the routine. Back in the yeah. day, I could I worked the same fucking job. <laughs> could get off, watch a movie, take a shower, go out and kick it, come back home, watch another motherfucking movie. And I was reading the comic books in, in between all that shit. Like I said, when I was younger, younger, like when I was six, when I first started knowing how to read, my father, my grandfather had like just boxes and boxes of comic books, man. He mm. still got them? He might have some. I asked him like a while ago, but uh, between all the movies, he said, "Man, I, I might have some." But he had like you had all the old Spider Mans. He had because like Doctor Strange and the Thor magazine comic books. I couldn't understand that shit. Dude, you gotta f- try to find that gold mine if you can. Nigga, if I, just he, hold on to nigga, that he, shit. Nigga, he probably done sold it before I could. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But but he had that shit like all the Spider Mans. I used to be. I I can remember this. Asking my grandmother, can I read it when he used to go to work? Can I read it? Don't you rip them pages, this and that. But mm-hmm. And that's how I just really got into it. Like, I didn't know shit about... I was real nerdy back then, like 7, 8, well, 6th grade, 5th grade, 6th, 7, 8th grade. That's all I was doing. You know, then you start liking yeah. girls, and that just changed every fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, girls kind of slipped the world intellectually. Intellectually, period. For they me- will. Yeah. For me, it was like the 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 Saturday morning uh, cartoons. Man, you had X Men, you had Spider Man. I mean, it was a Hulk series. I, I mean, I watched all of those. I ain't really started. I, I had a few comics coming up, but like, 
even to this day, I still go back and, and, and read a lot of the old stuff. It's just online. So it ain't like it's, you know. Yeah, it's online. You're on YouTube, had, and they explain it for you. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Because right. that's why I'm going to watch comic. comic some some guys subscribe to. But he, he explains to you all the stories. And, I, I mean, I, I like I knew some of them, but I didn't know nothing about um, Infinity War. When like when I when they was building up to it, I didn't know that. I didn't know about Civil War. And then once like my one of my guys at my job got the mag the comic books too. Cause Civil War, you know, that's when Spider Man really did let everybody know who he was in the comic book. And then Civil War, Captain America dies in Civil War. In the comic book. Mm. He get killed, but him and Iron Man do go against each other. And by the time he Captain America get killed, that's when he feel. And see, that's the thing. You don't have the movie people. They didn't have all the rights when they got when they did Civil War. They had just remember got the rights from Sony to die Spider Man in it. Mm-hmm. And then they threw Spider Man in that. Then they threw Spider Man on his own solo movie right after because they were so geek that Sony was. They said, remember they split. They split all his money. Whatever they make was. They know that Spider Man bringing so much money. They're like nigga, we can split this money. And right. that's how they exactly. brought Spider Man into. The, that's how they brought Spider Man into the MCU. But that the Civil War is like three or four issues, dude. If you ain't if you if you ain't got no time, or you got you out there in the Dales or somewhere, like you Star Rock or some shit, when you with the family, you just want some read time, Mister. That shit is great, dude. Dude, what you know about Star Rock? Nigga, I've been to Star Rock before. Damn. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Dude, yeah. You're the only right. culture nigga on the on the on the motherfucking cast on the podcast. You're the only yeah. culture nigga. Uh. Yeah, I, I actually went out there to do like a hike. I was out there for like eight hours, man. It was actually fun. It was good. Did I caught my yeah. first fish out there? Mm. Look, I'm sorry. Let me be right. Click be right. I caught my only fucking fish out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I caught a fish out there over the motherfucking, you know, over the mountains and shit. Like, like we we man, it was fun. It was fun. You know, family used to go out and do shit like that, so you know. Yeah, man. Well, for me, man, like since the end game, man, I haven't really um, indulged in any type of like content like that. But uh, like once the um, like good movies come out, like like probably after Wakanda Forever, I got to binge watch literally every single thing on Disney. I would Plus tell you to do that. All the yeah, Spider-Man's, everything. Yeah, they own Disney Plus. It's like, believe it or not, that that, that Spider Man was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard. yeah, that last Spider- about that. That last Spider-Man was motherfucking good. The way that and see that's something where you you got Sony now you can use all their characters. So you like, can use Jamie Foxx, the Shocker, and you know what I'm saying. You can use all the motherfuckers. And it was like to bring all the men, Doc Ock and the and the Goblin. It's it's great. And I don't know if you know this though, Phil. Um, I had just watched it again. I've not only seen it once since the since the movie, and I saw. The MCU Peter Parker and uh, Tom Holland, his friend, the chunky guy. You know, if you notice, he's been slimming up every movie now. Right. And he asked, he asked, he asked um, Toby McGuire. He's like, "You have any friends?" Now he asked Andrew Andrew Garfield. He's like, "You got a best friend?" Because I'm his best friend. Like, yeah, you know, I had to kill. Now he asked Toby and both of them. And right. Say yeah, because both their friends become the Green Goblin. And the Hobgoblin. Like, yeah, right, but, the, but yeah, the green. But he's gonna be the hob. They, I was reading about. So they said they groomed him to be the hobgoblin. So it's like he asking them these questions. He like, I would never do that, you know. But right. in reality, right. it's like for a shadow. Like, no, nah, you're going to be the hobgoblin. You know what I'm saying? So they say they say he's still working. And I noticed he was getting kind of buffy and shit. 
you know, they're trying to do his, he trying to do his thing. So that's gonna be good too. Eventually, whenever they get to that story part. Oh, that's what's up, man. But Miss, you gotta check that shit out, and that's why I be telling her wife and shit like she like she won't find the Ant Man. I'm like, gee, believe it or not, you gotta watch all this. Shit. If you watch all of it, it's not like you ain't got to. But if you watch all of it, when you do get paused in movies, you'll catch some, you'll catch some shit right. that you'll be at the theater and everybody be chanting. If you don't understand, like what the fuck's going on? Right. It's like, it's yeah. a whole culture, man. It's it's, it's a whole a culture, legacy, yeah. A whole legacy of information, you know what I'm saying, coming from a lot of different directions. And if you ain't like part of that culture, you're gonna enjoy the movie for you know the 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 effects and you know the explosions and the action and all that. But people who are really aware of what's going on are, are catching, you know, the little Easter eggs and you know, they it, it gets your mind to working about all of the things that you know about you know what I'm saying, the culture of Marvel and, and comics in general, and you start pulling from those things and you really have a deeper understanding and appreciation when they start to incorporate, you know, those little things that only true fans Because like I said, if you, well, people, people at Comic-Con, I'm pretty sure they saw Loki, so they knew when they saw Kane the Conqueror go across and start talking to Ant-Man, like, because when they showed the video on YouTube, like, I said, it's a bad angle, but you can see the shit, and it was like, when he walked across, everybody started screaming. Cause you, cause they said that the next time you're gonna see Kane the Conqueror is Ed, Ed Man. Like he right. is the big guy in that, and they ain't got a chance in hell stopping him. And because he's just Ed Man, he gonna need the whole. Like I said, they they need the whole Avengers for that shit. Right, mm. right. Yeah. Okay. And know who he is. Yeah, mm. I mean, if he gonna play a big role in that movie, then uh, I mean, they gonna have to find a way to kind of circumvent, move around him, but. Yeah, stopping them, I, that ain't gonna happen. I mean, oh, right, I right, right. the way they frame Kang in the Marvel Universe make him seem impossible for anybody to, to be, stop. Yeah. I don't know what they gonna do with Who's it. playing that role? The um, black man. Uh, uh, he, 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 he was just in a Western movie. Well, uh, well um, damn, Regina um, Hall, or was that Regina King? I can't get uh, Ooh, mixed Regina them up. King. Talking about that yeah, Western, right? The Western with uh, Idris Alba and all of them. Oh, you're talking about, um, I think he was on Reacher. Aldous he might have been on Reacher. With Aldous Hodge. He was, in, he was in that country. What the fuck else is that movie Lovecraft on HBO? Country? He was in that, that's yeah, it. Lovecraft Country, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. His name is, um, it's Jonathan something. Yeah, Von, it's, yeah but he's, he's Kane. Oh, okay, I got you. I got and the you. thing, like, like Gracie Randolph, I was just watching her on YouTube. She a big, um, she a big movie fan in general. She breaks shit down. She was like, he's gonna get more credit for being Kane the Conqueror than Josh Brolin is for being Thanos because Josh Brolin is in makeup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he got all that, but Kane is he's, he's himself. But the suit he was in was like, man, it's, the, it's gonna, he, Kane gonna be the shit. Like I said, Kane is really. When he like I said, and then understand that when you watch Loki and he learned all his multiverse and that Kang is really tearing all these multiverses up, and then you say you watching Spider Man all this like nah, this ain't shit compared to what Kang what he's doing yeah. right now. Now he gonna split all these multi universes up, and that's like I said, it's good because you can bring characters back, you can bring old characters, yeah. you you know, it, it make it like it really does make it like a comic book. It really do. Oh yeah, uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, it, just, it finally just hit me, Jonathan that's Majors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Should I, man? Shit, that's good information, y'all. Drop a bomb on that shit.
You know it. Now, uh, hey, Phil, you've been in Arizona for a year, right? Yep. A year? So a year yeah. in review. A year <laughs> review. So, like, what's what's your whole... What's your whole perception? Was was there any was there any surprises? Cause cause like moving from Chicago to Arizona, that's a big move, man. Especially with the wife and two kids, you know, you you changing, you know, cities and I mean, you you maintain the same job, but that's still a huge move, though, man. So like, what's some learning lessons that you kind of like that kind of like um, you know been going through over the over this past year? Some highs and lows. Yeah, I like great question. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you, man. It uh. It ain't it ain't been no lows at all. No, lows. <laughs> no I think the, yeah. the the hardest thing for me is I feel like I'm in a, on a permanent vacation. To be perfectly honest with you, that's how I feel. Like every day I get up, I go to work, I do what I do. But when I uh, the entire time, I feel like I'm I'm still on vacation. Like you know, what I'm saying I I, I feel you know uh, hurried to get off of work to get home because. It's just such a better mood to uh, that this place puts me in. You know what I'm saying? The people, pretty much everybody I'd have met, all been pretty cool, pretty, you know, uh, pretty, pretty cool, pretty sociable. I haven't really run into any issues as of yet. Um, you know, the climate change is I, I thought it was gonna be worse for me personally than anything because I'm not I, I was never a fan of the heat like that. Uh, and, you know, you always hear people say it's a dry heat, it's a dry heat, it's different, it's different. And, you know, honestly, it, it is different because, I mean, having gone to Houston and spent time in Orlando where it's a lot of humidity, that shit is uncomfortable. Like, mm -hmm. comparatively, you come back to Arizona after going to those places and it's like 115 degrees and you feel better. Like, it's, it's, it's more enjoyable of ex an experience in the weather. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not bothered by the heat like I thought I would be. I think the cost of living probably might be a little higher, but um, but it's so many more. It's so many tangible things that I couldn't take advantage of in Chicago that I can here. You know what I'm saying? Being able to you know get up and go swimming every day if I want to. You know what I'm saying? Things things like that you, you can never do in Chicago. I mean, even if you 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 lived in a building with a pool. Chicago doesn't make you feel like going to do that every day, right. but here right. it's like it's so it's so customary to be, you know, going to the pool, going hanging out, putting on swim trunks, and being in that and being part of that vibe. Like that's that's such a step up in my opinion, a, a quality of life, and then just just the way that, in my opinion, um, the, the the respect for for the value of life is it, to me, it's a lot higher here also. So like what I mean by that is, you know, when you, when you think about, you know, apartments and homes in Chicago, the amenities that come in those places are very few and uh, typically aren't, you know, of, of a, of a, uh, unless you're paying a lot of money, you're not getting th those amenities. You're talking about gyms and swimming pools and saunas and steam rooms and all those kinds of things you, you come to in, in Chicago, you come to expect to be paying three or $4,000 you know what I'm saying? If you're renting to be able to enjoy that type of thing, those types of things here are almost standard. You know what I'm saying? And while it might be a little bit more expensive to to live in an apartment, you know, what I'm saying? you're not going to come from Chicago where you could pay, you know, eight, nine, maybe twelve hundred dollars for a two bedroom apartment to Arizona where you pay maybe sixteen, seventeen for a two bedroom apartment. But because your quality of life is so much better, 
like that extra four, five, six hundred dollars, that that shit becomes no sweat. And uh, one of the things that I um also see out here is like most of the people here don't really take advantage of it the way we would because we're not we're not used to those kinds of things. You say you come, it's just like when you go on vacation, you're exposed to a lot of things that you're that are not customary to you. So you try to take advantage of everything. It's mm-hmm. the same way here. You know what I'm saying? I go out. I, if I wanted to, I could go to a different restaurant every single day. You know what I'm saying? I could, you know, again, go to the pools. I could go to the saunas. I could go to all these different, uh, different things that just, and it's just such a nicer vibe because you don't have to worry about, you know, who behind you, who walking down the street, across the street, what they doing over there. You, you know what I'm saying? You can go into the gas station and feel like you can walk away from your car and you ain't got to look around. Your head ain't on, on the swivel all the time. Like it's such a, it's such a, a better quality of life and it, it allows you to come down from that distress that is associated with living in a big city, especially Chicago with the condition it is right now. Um, and it, it just seems like to me, the things that they worry about are so trivial to me, you know what I'm saying? Because of where I come from and, and how complicated it is just to live in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to worry about police pulling me over every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to worry about, uh, shit, it's a lot of days I go without even seeing police cars. That's not mm-hmm. that's not the case in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? So like those little micro stressors that you don't know that you you know become become so normal to you, they don't exist down here. You know I don't feel threatened when the police cars have <laughs> next to me. I feel like I could look over and wave and say what's up to the police. Like I, I know shit still happens out here. I ain't gonna pretend like it don't. But in Chicago. Right. If a police car pulling up behind you, lights, you know, cherries and shit going, you already know it's going to be some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm happy to see them nowadays out here. Respect that because I'm, yeah. But I'm happy to see that. We went, um, just some, uh, do an oil change, get some new tires and shit today. We was up and down house and I saw the police out there. Niggas, these little kids wilding out here, man. Yeah, I mean, and another thing, because it's so hot, you know, people really only go out in the heat to do something to enjoy themselves. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just like wintertime in Chicago. You don't go out unless you absolutely need to. Here in the summertime, so I mean, most of the year is so hot, so you don't go out unless you need to and you want to do something to enjoy yourself. So people ain't outside just regularly on bullshit like that. It's too right. hot to be just outside on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of those things that, you know, we we come to consider to be normal in Chicago and probably in a lot of other big cities, you don't really have those stresses and it allows you to calm down, to slow down, to calm down, relax, to really pay attention to what's going on, to take advantage of the, you know, the things that are happening in around you in the city, you know what I'm saying? It makes you want to explore. So honestly, it's it been, you know, uh, at this point, it's been 100 percent upside. You know, um, as far as it being a big move, I think most people, because they have their lives so stationary and so they become so accustomed to what is and comfortable and settled that the idea of picking up and moving to a completely different place is stressful to think about. Um, But, you know, from a job security standpoint, you know, I was fortunate to be able to transfer. And my, my wife is in a situation where she can she's very employable. Um, but w- once you once you take that part out of it, 
you know, if you if you know you're securing your work, um, it's really nothing to it, man. To be honest with you, really wasn't. So I, I kind of got down here, I got my shit situated, and I was good after a month. It really, to me, I, I didn't I didn't allow myself to get too stressed out about the idea of relocating, and because I did that when I got down here, it was so much easier. It's a mm-hmm. lot that I learned in Chicago, but honestly, I've been more focused on letting people see how, you know, the life that 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 you live in in a city like that. It's not even worth it. It's not really. It's not worth it. All, all the stress that you go through, the stuff that you don't even know that you're stressed about, you don't know. Right. You don't know that you're stressed about it until you're not in it anymore. And so you right. know what I'm saying. That's I, you have a second thoughts. You have a second thoughts, Nestor. You oh, said no, over no. five or six years, right? Um, I mean, twenty. You know, in reality, twenty thirty one is the earliest I can retire because I turned fifty in uh, December of twenty thirty. So we're talking about really twenty thirty one is the earliest I can go. So, but yeah, that's that's still within the plans as far as um, trying to find a way to come out there and how that's going to be situated with the kids and and also how the wife how she can transition. I mean, she can still work the same job, but she works remote one hundred percent of the time. So that really right. shouldn't be an issue. So it's it's really about the logistics of selling the house and um you know finding the schools for the girls and because they, they, they'll be a little bit little bit older so it should be a little bit easier to, to uh, on that front but yeah man i'm definitely proud of you man for like making that move and, yeah. and as far as where y'all had moved from a girls must be back home because i hear some noise upstairs so um basically where y'all was living at you know y'all was living by the beach in the high rise and um it just seems like living there it was just so much y'all could kind of like do in, in that location because everybody's kind of living on top of each other. And being that y'all in Arizona, I mean, y'all pretty much got all types of like space just to kind of operate and, and go down to the to the cabana, go to the pool, and, and so many amenities that y'all got at y'all apartment. I mean, how long y'all plan on staying there? I mean, y'all gonna relocate at like a different city or what? Um, you know, we we really just taking our time with it. I mean, I, I we re, renew our lease here at the end of this year. So we plan to stay here unless they, for some reason, increase the rent to some outrageous amount. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I, at this point, I don't really have any significant plans to relocate. I mean, we are kind of situated where, uh, you know, the daycare is close, school is close. Everything's kind of in line with where we travel every day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we kind of in a good location, but I, I always got my eyes open on different uh you know, different houses, townhomes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't really plan on moving out of Mesa. If I do it, I mean, it's going to be a neighboring city, you know, right. Tempe or even Phoenix. Tempe. But um, probably not Phoenix. My wife not really not feeling the city vibe at all. But, um, I, you know, the thing is that they're in a constant build right now. So they're, they're building more and more complexes, again, with these kind of streamlined, standardized, um, amenities and things like that, clubhouses and cabanas and, you know, all of that stuff. So it's like, you know, I, I know I could very quickly find another place with a lot of the same amenities if I'm looking for maybe a larger pool or, you know, something like that. But I mean, one yeah. of the events where I am is the underground parking. No, right now, nobody has that. So, oh, you know, that's, that's a huge advantage when you're talking about, you know, your car being parked outside in the heat all day. But yeah. I mean... I mean, I've, I've been looking at townhomes, just kind of exploring the options. You know what I'm saying? I could get a bigger, larger space. You know, if if that if if I feel that that's necessary, I was considering moving my dad down here. If I can get him to 
get his ass out of Chicago. I would definitely need a larger space. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see there. There is really isn't a reason for me to move right now. Mm, okay. mm-hmm. Hey, e, so um, you was out there with the wife what, like two months ago. So like, how was your experience like the second time that you coming out there? Uh, it, was, it was great. It was the same thing, man. It was the same thing when we went out there, man. Like she said, she said the people was nice. Like I said, it, and, and me right now, me and her kind of had a talk. And it might take us maybe another extra week. We were saying two years. It might take another year or so to get down there. But just because with the family being so big, and I think, I really believe that some of the kids want to stay in Chicago. It's not a problem with me with that, but us, like I said, she been down there. It's, it's, she was like it was different for her. She like she definitely could do it. She just, she was like the greenery isn't the same as you know like the parks here and this and that. And I understood that that rustic mm-hmm. look or whatever. But excuse me, she still say the same thing like Phil was saying, you know. And I say the definitely the same thing. It just a lot of shit. They like Phil said this the key point that you don't even know that you we probably stressing about up here. That you wouldn't even fucking give a fuck about when you down there. Yeah, yeah. That's you know true. what I'm saying? That's it's true. like, it's like you know me with my blood pressure. It's like to not worry about so much of the shit, what's going on, this and that, and to make sure me knowing my kids okay. I would, I would love it, but it's, it, it was we had so much fun, man. Like the dinner place we went. What's the name of the place we went to? That was up in the hill. In the mountains, rather more or less. The uh, restaurant. Um, different, different point of view. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like up there, the view, and it, I mean, we have been. I don't believe it or not. When you hit forty seven, or like when you driving past sixty third, fifty, once you get to about forty something, forty third, and you look downtown on Lakeshore Drive, that's a beautiful view. You know what I'm saying? Looking at our downtown in Chicago, it's a beautiful view. But that was like that's just something different, you know, because you up high, you end up. It was it was just it was breathtaking too. And I didn't have to deal with all this fucking drama. Like like I was saying before we really came on about I'm looking at this crime chaser shit. And it's like every 30, 40 fucking minutes, niggas getting popped in the head. It's the wild, wild west out here. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's literally the fucking wild, wild west where, like I said, and me and her also talked about this, it's crime everywhere. There's now, crime everywhere. I know how Phoenix is. I know how Glendale is yeah. out there. But I guarantee you, man, they don't even put it in the paper. But we was watching news. Four people got shot on 108th at a funeral yesterday. Four people got shot in the back of the woods. They said because four people got shot, it's called a mass shooting. They just said four niggas got shot in both areas. And both these, that's four people, four people. That's eight motherfuckers just got shot in two spots last night. And that wasn't half the motherfucking shooting. Oh, this weekend alone, it's been over 50 shootings. That, that was my like, argument. That was my argument two weeks ago. I, I think niggas uh, have the most mass shootings. Niggas, right, right. And I mean, it, dude, they it, like I said, it was fifty. It's over fifty now because I'm watching. I'm watching the shit. As, as I'm just laying on my couch, knowing I don't really feel safe going out here half the fucking time. But I'm looking like over one weekend, you got these mean motherfuckers near pops, and he and, and they were showing. I mean, and you read, they like. These headshots, they tell you where they got shot at. These niggas shoot niggas in the head like it's fucking, like it's Grand Theft Auto. Right, right. Now, um, on a lighter note, y'all, um, so we yeah. had talked about Kevin Sarans two weeks ago. It, it turns out that he died of hypertension. And then, E, when you was out there for the first time, 
your blood pressure spike spike like for no reason. And it it seemed like maybe I'm not sure. No, no, they said it was the food. Now, now my my theory is that since you're in Chicago and you're just kind of used to that trauma of the whole lifestyle of Chicago, once you went to Arizona. You, your body had no reason to like experience that stress and, and your body would just react that for, for whatever reason. And that's so you know, your body would just fuck it with you. It, it, it just, it just that's by itself. Terrible, it, that's crazy. It could happen like that. It was a psychological shot. Right. Like, what the fuck? Ain't nobody got shot yet? Nigga ain't no foot. What the fuck going on? Like, nigga, I need yeah. my fix. And, but like, and, and we laughing, but that's some real shit, what you just said. It's like you so fucking used to that, man. It's like when you used to that shit every day, like we like the first time we was out there, me and Miss uh, you had left. That's the night me and Phil was on the patio and shit. And I'm like, I was somebody talking about the little Mexican chick that was walking or the Chinese chick walking the dog. Like she don't have a she don't understand what it's like to be like it was like 12 30 in the morning and she walking the dog. She don't understand like you're not walking a fucking dog nowhere on fucking south side at no 12 30 no fucking morning. Hell no. Right. You're, like she don't she don't even understand that where I'm from. She the easiest target. And she likely has some type of exotic dog that costs about maybe five thousand dollars. You ain't walking around Chicago with that type of dog. We they gonna, gonna take that dog. dog. We gonna take they gonna, they gonna pop you. They gonna, they gonna pop you and take that dog. Steal the dog. And then only get a thousand and only gonna get four hundred dollars for the dog. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like that's what niggas and it's like I don't understand. I think it's a it's a post out here. I don't know if you've seen the Mr. Phil. It's it's three dudes. They got on jeans, heavy jackets, they got their motherfucking mask on. They say the temperature 89 fucking degrees. And they say they gonna be mad talking to why the police fucking with them. They but that's how these niggas walk around. But motherfucker, like it was, we was coming home the other night and we get off the e-way. There's a dude running. He got on shorts. I think he had on a jersey, but he got, but he's running with a book bag and he got his fucking ski mask on. Mm. Yeah, he on bullshit. He on bullshit. Like, like you're on bullshit. Right. Just to have a mask on outside, like out in the open. Yeah, that's right. They, they don't even had a COVID mask on no more. These niggas wearing the ski mask now down out here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like this is yeah. like that stay live and it's like man they these little niggas ain't got they not going no fucking way dude now just to segue on this next topic i want to ask y'all y'all heard about the bodega harlem stabbing yeah i heard about it man i didn't see the video that stabbed by like a homeless dude or something that you're talking about no, like this. The chick that got this, a nigga to do that went in there because her lead car was fucked. Was yeah. declined. Yeah, yeah. So like, some woman and her kid went to buy some chips or something, so her car declined. So the bodega owner wouldn't allow her to just have it on credit. So she got pissed off and likely called her. She she called a guy. She probably you know says something greasy or or, or lying lying to her guy to send him on a suicide mission to go to the store to confront the um, bodega owner. So you went he, in there whooping ass? So, so he, came, he came behind the counter to like confront him. So then the bodega owner grabbed his knife and just started carving this motherfucker like a Thanksgiving turkey. And and, hey. and the the uh, the uh, black dude died. But the DA wanted to charge him with second, second degree murder, which was, it was a big outcry over it. But they finally yeah, let they- him out. 
They let him out, but they sent that nigga to Rikers Island. Right, right. So he got his ass whooped, G. Yeah. The Bodega yeah. dude probably got his ass whooped. They sent him to Rikers. The people, the whole neighborhood was in an uproar. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bodega dude got his ass whooped. The girl died. They said he had on about $2,000 outfit. That's what the clothes he had on. Right. And we tripping about a two, three dollar bag of chips that this bitch link card didn't go through, and she didn't have the money. Right. She she probably lied. She probably lied on the owner somehow. So how he's probably talking greasy to her. So then that made him go to the store. Like, dude, if that was me, if my wife's card declined and she couldn't get any items, I would go to the store and just pay for the shit and just and keep just it pay moving. Pay for the shit, and that's the whole thing. If you got on a two thousand dollar outfit, right? And they said two thousand dollar outfit. Nigga, just pay for the shit and let's get the fuck on. But now she fucking somebody else's motherfucking late on that night or the next morning. And this nigga in the grave. Men are in jail and in the grave over women. Most of the niggas that's in jail and most of the niggas that's in, in the grave is over a fucking woman. Yeah, I would say that. Women sit there. My uncle used to tell me that shit when I was younger. They Women will send you clean the fuck off. Yeah, man, I, I always say, like, when, when it comes to inner city trauma, I mean, like, people, well, specifically black people don't know how to practice conflict resolution. So, like, we get easily triggered, have all these emotions, and we don't know how to, like, talk to people and, and kind of, like, de-escalate things. If, everything is all about, you know, ooh-rah, and let's let's get an end, let's let's rumble. No one wants to have a conversation no more, so everything is it's, it's about being offended and acting on that aggression. Did you see the five, the two founders had to fight at Disney World? What's we'll that again? Did you see the two founders that had to fight at Disney World? No, you know what? I saw the headline, but I didn't see the video. The lady got out of line to get her phone. She tried to get back in line to catch her, and all her family have on white bread. Mm-hmm. She trying to get on on the thing. Another family was like, "No, nah, you can't get in front." So they had some words of this she got oh, on wait, so, so 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 knowing that her family is still in line, right? Yeah, they won't let her get they say no, nah, you can't get back up there in the front. So the white and red family waited till they got off the wait, wait they when they got off the ride, they waited. The other family had like some green or some shit on, dark outfit. The motherfuckers had a big ass fight. Somebody at work was talking about, well, was it kids that I said, nah. Everybody a great everybody at fucking Disney World 33 years old. Yeah, it was kids of course, out of course there. It was too. Kids. Yeah, it was kids out there. <laughs> well, fuck, that's what they came out of the fucking kids. But the whole point, like you were saying, we don't know how to just, you sometimes it's okay to let shit go. But y'all up here at Mickey Mouse crib and after the goddamn, that's why people look and you be like, why this white bitch looking at me like that? Cause they know y'all on bullshit because cause you niggas can't do. I love, and I tell y'all this, I, I, said, no, I love black people more than any, I love my niggas, I love black people, I love Africans, I love everybody in our race, but we some fucked up people, we the funniest people in the world, and we the most aggressive, fucked up people in the world, man. I would agree. You know, that, that all tied back to those, those constant stressors, man, if you in a, you in a, you in a psychological state of stress 100% of the time, that's gonna go with you everywhere you go. You're well, gonna constantly you be expecting. It. Yeah, you're gonna be constantly expecting somebody to challenge you on some shit, and you know where you're from. If somebody challenge you, it, you got to meet with, you know, what I'm saying that aggression. You're not putting no situation 
on a regular basis where somebody, instead of, you know what I'm saying, stopping to talk to you, they just going to start swinging. That's what we, that's what you accustomed to. So you go somewhere where people might want to actually just talk you through some shit, even if you on the wrong, you know what I'm saying? But you in that situation, you it's fight or flight all of the time. So people mm -hmm. think that the only way that they can deal with those types of situations is to start swinging. That's just because of what they've been constantly exposed to. So, I mean, and it is. And that's what we say. And that's what you say shit like, we can't take niggas nowhere. That's why. That's what you said. Niggas belong in their area because when they go out of it, they the still hood, got that mentality. The, the, hood, the hood is still in them all the time. Right, exactly. And it's like, man, you I don't know how the fuck we go out of town to a place that I've been to that's beautiful as Disney World. Beautiful as LA, you know, or beautiful as, as Vegas is. And you get into like shit with motherfuckers that's out there on the same shit. We all have to enjoy ourselves. This whole family, and they had they white and red. We all paid money to go out here. We done spent probably a nice amount of money from Disney fucking world. We done paid all, and for us to go out here and have a fucking fight and get took out of fucking, to get, took out the handcuffs and strip ties out of fucking Disney world. And then, you know what's wrong with some niggas? They think this shit funny. That shit's embarrassing, dude. It's embarrassing. He disrespected me, so I had to fight for my honor. Right, because you got out of line. Truth be told, I got uh, kicked out of uh, Great America on the same shit, but <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. some young shit, man. So, I mean, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm sure these people were like in their 30s, so I'm sure you yeah. right, do that right. in some, It had to be, and motherfuckers got to be some adult in that. I was like, hey, hey, hey. Right. Let's just go. Right. Let's just go. Right. Let's just go. <laughs> Everybody can't set, the set it off all the time. Hey, hey, yeah. e, 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 lastly, before we go, I have like a little riddle for you. I don't know the uh, answer to this question. So you you have a, a straight guy who's cool with a lesbian. They are very okay. close friends. They go out and have drinks. They happen to both think that like another lady is very attractive. They convince the lady to like go back to uh, like a room with them, right? Okay. Now, now the lesbian and the straight guy, they're strictly pleasuring the um the jump off okay now the lesbian she she is not pleasuring the the, the straight guy at all so it's, it's basically both of them pleasuring one woman okay is, is that a train or is that a threesome <laughs> i can answer that it's a threesome it's, a threesome. it's not a train because the, the the whole concept of a train is a, a person in the front, a person in the middle, and a person in the back. But if the, if the lesbian got a strap on and she's sucking the strap on... It's the same dynamic, though. It's the same okay, dynamic. If, if, the, if the lesbian is using the strap, then yeah. It's, it's, a it's a train. So that's your answer. If the lesbian not using the strap, it's a threesome. If the lesbian using the strap, it's a train. Oh, so it's only predicated on the strap. So, like, it only predicates on the strap. If she, on a small scale, also pleasure the straight guy as well, so he he he's getting pleasure from like both of them. So that would be a threesome. But but if the right. lesbian is not touching the guy at all, then it'll be a train. It's still, 
No, if the lesbian not touching the gap, but she's still pleasing the girl without a strap. That was a threesome. See, when I think of when I think of a train, I'm thinking of you know what I'm saying, two or more dudes hitting one female. You know what I'm saying? So if lesbian is a strap, then she you know basically boning the female and they running through her, then that's Mm -hmm. a train. But if they all in this together and everybody playing a part. Then this this more of a threesome. That's okay. I mean, I always think of like weird shit, so I just had to ask that question. That was a, there. No, it was great. Hey, all questions <laughs> been great today. I would say even a threesome, like usually in the threesome, somebody got a relation. It's a relationship somewhere, so it, it really can't be well, no threesome. Well, no, nah, you can have a threesome. You can meet a girl at a club, and y'all having drinks, and then y'all just meet another chick at the club, and y'all go home, and all three of y'all fuck. That's a threesome. I don't right. know, y'all. I mean, that's 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 like the James Harden lifestyle. I'm sure he does that on a regular basis. I mean, he always right. in strip that's, clubs. Right. We'll say that's the NBA's Thursday night after the game. After right. The game. Right. That's, <laughs> right. That's right, their right. fucking Thursday night. Right. But yeah, if she got the strap, it's a train because now she's running in just like this nigga running in. Right. So feel right. that that If you got that strap, it's a train. Okay, so the train is is predicated on, on on two phalluses with one woman, right? Okay, I got you. You got you, you got two two entering her. She getting trained. Oh, okay, all right. All right so there bro. you go. All right, cool. Hey, hey good, good <laughs> shit, man. Good shit. Every day. Great shit. Great shit, man. <laughs> great shit. Great question. Great answer. <laughs> All right, y'all, this is the Cornerstone Podcast, episode 66. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Hey, hey man, y'all have a good weekend, man, and, uh, you know, stay safe out there. You know, I'll talk to y'all niggas during the week, man. I'll catch up with y'all later, baby. All right, cool. All right. All right. 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 One.